Hello, beautiful legends, and welcome to Blunt Force Healing Podcast, episode 329. It's video update number 107, I believe. So, in total, just as a reminder uh, or kind of refresher for those of you that might have been uh, here once or twice in the past, or you're totally new to the project or to the podcast and blog this is a journal it happens daily so the both the video and audio update in form of podcast happens daily and there is also associated blog underpinning this project which kind of started the the whole thing and there is a blog post every day as well so Every single day, I write the blog post and record the video update with audio, obviously, available for those podcasters that, or people that are listening to podcasts in audio version only. Today's, uh, today is Sunday. Surprise, surprise. End of the weekend, kind of, because, you know, that's how it is. That's how we established it as a human beings and as a civilization so for most of you it's probably a day of relax maybe day to close things for the week and to plan for the next week i'm jealous if you're one of those people that plan the next week every sunday because i always wanted to do that but so far i failed to achieve any form of kind of uh, you know structuring that part of planning it's actually a good idea that i might look into it and start from uh, next sunday and maybe even write a blog post about it but for now sunday is always kind of sad day to be honest i, I don't like sundays even though we usually do as a family uh, some cool hikes or trips on Sundays uh, and they are great and exciting but there's always that thought of coming into Monday and starting that 9 to 5 because I am in 9 to 5 uh, still and even if my business takes off to these decent levels I think 9 to 5 will be in some form existing in my life to some extent probably maybe uh, more of a part-time uh, job maybe not nine to five or maybe just a couple of days a week but uh, unless it affects uh, the finances and taxation too much i think it's good to have that kind of stable stream of income and build on top of that something bigger <coughs> But today's post is not about it. And, and to be honest, I didn't have any decent topic today to cover. But I want to touch a little bit about the satellite habits that I have. And those of you who listen or read the blog know about it. Those of you that are new to the project, satellite habits are 
additional things that I do daily on top of the core habit, which is the project itself. So writing and or blogging and podcasting is core habit that I do everything in my life to make sure that the write-up and recording happens every day, regardless where I am, what I do and how I feel. And probably those of you that are long-term listeners, watchers or uh, readers, you know that there were bad, uh, bad moments in my life, especially when I felt sick or uh, really kind of on the low mental side. But this is, this is it. Uh, this blog is meant to be authentic and I'm trying to picture my life as is. I want to make sure that it's not only the recording and accountability for myself, but also something to reminisce about in the future and see how far I went. And also to show all of you, especially newcomers, that life is about, you know, ups and downs. And, and these recordings are the proof of it. Every single day is recorded to some extent. So you can see both the exciting bits and those that are not necessarily very exciting. What I wanted to touch about today is something that made me a little bit upset while we were on our trip, on a short trip to make a walk along the river uh, called Ini Water. There is a, to some extent, you can call it a path or kind of, uh, you know, a trail. But it's, it, it, it used to be very grassy and boggy at times. So you need to make sure that you have either the long kind of hiking boots or uh, some form of, uh, you know, wellies or generally shoes that are waterproof. And you can go through the mud uh, at times. Sometimes it's just a normal normal path in the woods or uh, along the river, but sometimes, you know, obviously there is water coming into the river from different hills and areas that are more boggy. So it makes it harder to, to go through. So if you have like a normal trainers or sneakers or, you know, shoes that are not waterproof, you might get them really dirty and you might get wet a lot. So... Uh, I told that to my wife because she doesn't like those kind of paths and uh, we went there with Julian in the past but, and we found a lot of nice mushrooms so she wanted to go there and take a walk today and try it. And while we were there I already could see because I'm kind of keen forager especially for mushrooms I could see that somebody went through the, these areas in search for mushrooms. But what I wanted to touch on is, I would say two kinds of people that go for mushroom or any type of foraging. There are those kind of Kevin slash Karens of the woods and grasslands. And I'll explain what does it mean. And it's probably about 90, 95% of those people 
if not more. And then there is a fraction, small fraction of people. And it's a, a privilege to be one of them, I think, that really care about not only environment, but all those gifts of nature. And in this case, mushrooms that we get for free and nature doesn't ask for anything in return but i think there is a ethical side to how people should forage for mushrooms so let's start with the kind of people that are majority of those that go for mushroom hunting i would say or harvesting we call it foraging but i don't like to associate the word foraging with those people and i don't want to generalize in terms of what these people uh, or who these people are in the rest of their lives because they might be quite decent people not understanding what they do in the forest. So if there are people that are listening to me, uh, are listening to me and maybe doing those things that I will mention in a second, uh, it's not about pointing fingers or blaming, but educating people and making sure that if they're not aware that they do something wrong, to touch on those points and bring them to that fraction of respectful foragers and people that really love forests, love nature and want our environment to keep giving and be sustainable. So one of the first things that I see when, when I go through the forest and it's probably not the first thing that comes to the head of the average person that doesn't care about mushrooms. And again, those 95, I would say roughly people, it's not about 95% of people on the planet. I'm talking about specifically of people that go to the forest to collect mushrooms. So they have certain knowledge of what they want from the forest. They know what to look for because there's a lot of walkers in the forest that don't care about mushrooms. And... While there are obviously people that kick mushrooms or squash them or, you know, step on them and destroy them. I don't want to touch on that because I have no respect to those people. I know that sometimes kids go there and it's fun to kick the mushroom. And to some extent, it's not necessarily super bad because when that mushroom is kicked, the spores are actually spreading across the area and... To some extent, they're actually helping to build or kind of seed or sow the seeds of the mushroom, if you can say that, because they are not necessarily seeds, but they work similar way. To some extent, they will grow mycelium, which is like a network of tiny, uh, you know, hair-like or microscopic, um, how do you call it? I lost, I lost the word, <laughs> but there's a, there's like a 
network of things that are connected. Jesus Christ, I can't remember the, the English word for that. Wow. But imagine the net. It's like a net, but it's very irregular and it grows under, under the, the ground. So underground, basically, uh, in the soil. It depends on the mycelium. It might be closer to surface. It might be, you know, deeper. But in general, imagine a net that is underneath the ground. So you have a forest, you have plants that have different kind of roots and network of roots. And those roots are usually interconnected with the net of mycelium of different kind, different type of mushrooms. So the mushrooms that we see in the forest are not necessarily the thing that you, sh you should be looking into. It's not the core of the whole thing. It's like mushrooms that you see in the forest are more like a fruit of a, of a tree. The tree itself is the mycelium, so that net underground. And it grows over time, it becomes more and more spread out, more dense and works more efficiently as it grows and over time. And when the time comes, it needs to grow fruits, kind of. And those fruits are basically those mushrooms that we see over the ground. So everything that becomes colorful and nice and brings that, you know, variation of of the environment and makes the the forest colorful and interesting outside of the trees and grass and moss so those fruits of the mycelium the mushrooms they grow for a short amount of time to spread the spores and then die out basically degrade until they can come up in different areas again in different spots and those spores are helping to grow more mycelium and interconnect it further and on different levels. So this is a very complex network that helps, as we discovered in recent years, it helps actually trees and plants to communicate. And that's a big topic that I don't want to touch on now. And they usually cooperate. Uh, there are fungi that help to decompose dead wood. There are fungi that are parasitic, that are actually uh, bad for trees. They they kill trees trees, and usually the 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 trees that are weak or are already sick or damaged, but also the the healthy trees. So it's not necessarily always a good thing if uh, uh, the mycelium spreads of those parasitic. Uh, parasitic uh, mushrooms and then there are mycorrhizal mushrooms that are basically cooperating and they use trees to help uh, them get nutrients and different things that trees can produce because they are at the uh, the external kind of beings over the ground and they have ability to you know to use their uh, you know, green leaves and parts to for photosynthesis and, and create a lot of nutrients that mushrooms or mycelium needs, while mycelium then kind of returns the favor by giving trees opportunity to, to exchange nutrients, 
communicate as i said you can uh, look for the research that is very interesting about uh, trees being able to kind of communicate not necessarily how a human does uh, do but in in a way that trees can help other trees in healing process and mycelium helps in that as well there's there's a lot of very interesting and, and amazing things that are happening so the the mycorrhizal mushrooms usually collaborate with different types of trees and some specific species of my, mushrooms and, and mycelium only works with specific uh, species of, of trees so it's a very interesting area and you know once those mushrooms pop up the people that are ignorant they will just kick them because it's a fun thing to do and to some extent you know you're kind of helping but at the same time you're breaking them they 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 lie in around the area and it's just devastation so you know it's a it's a divisive kind of uh topic i am on the side of not kicking the mushrooms especially the fresh ones and that are not yet grown well the big mushrooms that are already kind of being eaten by snails and you can see that they are decomposing that's a different story you might as well kind of uh, you know destroy them it won't make any difference for the forest but i really don't like and it's my personal view when the, they are colorful very young and nice and you know uh healthy mushrooms growing that make the the world the the world the forest uh, a nice place colorful and very interesting to be i don't like people destroying them because it 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 doesn't help that much and you know it's more from uh you know ethical point of view and let's get to the people that are foragers or they call themselves foragers but they are just basically harvesters there are most of the people are that have cultural roots in foraging for mushrooms or harvesting them they go like real harvesters they take everything that they can and as much as they can and i suspect that many of them maybe they they are selling those mushrooms when they dry them or they just uh throw away a lot of them i don't know but i can't imagine people consuming these amounts of mushrooms that i see very often that they gather like we mean buckets and kilograms tens of kilograms of mushrooms it's very hard to consume them unless you're on the mushroom diet only i would say or you're a very much a person that kind of you know it's enormous amounts of mushrooms and most of those people don't so uh i'm not sure if they if they digest them <laughs> pretty fast but mushrooms are not the, the the thing that you can digest very fast they are usually quite hard to digest that's why we need to uh give them thermal uh, you know treatment uh, be it cooking them to some extent frying etc and then there are people that are very respectful to the mushrooms. And I, when I saw that forest, which I've been before, and it looked like untouched area where the mushrooms can grow to the really serious specimens. And if I see the mushroom that is very big, I know that it's already 
probably not the best for cooking and drying and it's likely infested with maggots so I won't have any use of them so I just leave them to maybe grow a little bit more and just decompose naturally but some people can't get over it and they, they will just cut that mushroom they will probably slice it to see if they can get any healthy part of that mushroom and if they can you have you can see a lot of slices slices and you know around the area just spread out and it will help mushroom to grow but again this this is kind of visually not appealing and people have no big respect to to that but today what i saw what i've seen was there was a particular area that I knew that I found mushrooms that are not edible and actually are toxic or poisonous. And there were about five or six specimens that somebody pulled over and left in the same spot. And I can't understand it. Person that knows mushrooms and is a real forager when somebody sees five or six specimens of a really kind of rare or kind of mushroom that potentially is edible if you pull one of them and you see that it's inedible it's almost 100% uh, fair to say that the other ones in this this particular kind of you know small area are the same species if they look exactly the same or you know the, the, the same species they are the same species so i don't know what's the point if you pull another one and you see still that's the same thing you just leave them and not pull the rest of them because what i don't see and i saw five or six specimens pulled and left there to rot and it's kind of upsetting and sad i don't know maybe it's just me as i say this is not 100% uh, clear or kind of proven that it's, it's just a bad thing. Because, you know, to some extent, if you slice the mushroom and just spread around the area, you're spreading the spores and potentially helping the mycelium to grow. So to, it might be good. But again, from the aesthetic, visual and ethical point of view, my individual view is it's not nice. And then you have... You can clearly see that that person was only picking the mushrooms that they knew that are edible kind of common mushrooms and they passed the mushrooms that were in the in the plain sight but were edible but they didn't know and they just kicked them or kind of stepped on them it you can see that it's a purposeful it's not like they accidentally kicked them because they are like kicked all over the shop and that's 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 something that i don't like uh, but yeah, I think I diverge from the topic too much. Uh, maybe I'm just kind of, you know, a weirdo. But it's very unappealing when you go through the forest and especially the one that is very old and you can see that there's plenty of species. It makes the place look amazing. All those colors, all those different types, shapes of mushrooms. And somebody just goes through it and just kicks them or stumps on them. And it looks like, you're just trashing the place. The, the the grass is stepped on. You, you know, it's like some herd of animals went through it in panic and destroyed the area 
while you can just go nicely and respectfully through the area and collect those mushrooms that you want. Uh, those that you don't, you just leave uh, for the nature to take their time and, and, uh, and the cycle to complete. And that would be very nice to see in more and more people rather than just, you know, them destroying that and leaving like a mayhem uh, and unappealing uh, visuals instead of kind of being respectful for the nature. It gives it for free. Mushrooms are very nutritious. If you know which ones to pick, if you don't, you can learn easily. Some species are more difficult, some species are quite easy. So you start with those um, easy ones that have very little uh, kind of similar species that might be dangerous. And you go from there. Once you get used and your eyes and your brain get used, gets used to finding those mushrooms, you also, by pure learning and visuals, you learn to spot other mushrooms and then identify them with the with the books like the the, the mushroom atlases or you know encyclopedias and you grow you educate yourself and you get to know uh, a more intermediate or more advanced species and then you're more also uh, resilient and sustainable in not picking uh, not only picking uh, one species but multiple species and mixing them together getting the benefits of different types because they also differ in nutritious and you know um, medicinal um, benefits and features so it's very important to be uh, you know thoughtful about what you do all right this is 26 minutes past uh, I still need to get to the shop and prepare the dinner so let me wrap up. Uh, thank you very much for coming, for listening of my rant about uh, foraging and maybe I generalized people too much, but uh, this is something that I've heard a lot from different people foraging for mushrooms and they see, and I can hear similar vibe <coughs> and view on what is happening. So it's not only my personal view, but it's my individual perspective by observing and listening to others that really respect nature and forage for mushrooms. So once again, thank you very much for your time. It was very nice and uh, it was a pleasure uh, and, you know, privilege to, to record it for you. Have a great day or evening, wherever you are. Stay tuned and see you tomorrow.